Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. In the Bible, in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus told a parable about a man who received an unexpected guest in the middle of the night. And uh, he went to his friend to borrow three loaves of bread to serve his guests. And at first, the friend refused to get out of bed to give him the bread. But uh, Jesus said, because the man was persistent, his request was finally granted. Now, Jesus shared this story to describe how we should be praying. And he wants us to be bold and persistent when we bring a request to God. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And we're going to kick off this episode with a conversation Jim Daly and I had about prayer with Terry Lynn Underwood. And uh, Terry Lynn described a pretty dark time in her life and how that shaped her prayers for her daughter. Terry Lynn, I want to ask you about a tender time in your life. Um, you mentioned it in your book, so uh, just tell me if I'm going too far. But you had a real struggle about 19 to 22. I think you referred to them as your, your dark years. Uh, first of all, what was happening? And then, then I got a couple of follow-up okay. questions. I think it was just a culmination of just a lot of, you know, bad choices, um, lack of understanding of who I was in Christ. I mean, I went to a Christian college. I was raised in a Christian home. And somehow, again, back to that message of identity, it just had never sunk in. And I had performed and done everything I was supposed to do at the level I was supposed to do it. And yet still, there were so many things in my life that just didn't add up, you know, and they didn't make sense. And they didn't, I just didn't believe what people said was true about me, that God said was true about me. I I looked in the mirror and I could see just a really big mess of a person and I didn't know how to fix it. And so I kept on making those same mistakes, trying to make it somehow make sense and it didn't. And so ultimately I landed in a place where I thought, and I can remember very clearly having this thought of there's no way to fix this. There's no way to fix this. Feeling like you're unfixable. Yeah. And I'm, all I'm going to do is keep hurting people for the rest of my life. And I love these people too much to keep hurting them. What was your remedy? My remedy was a bottle of pills. And I took a Valium every 10 minutes um, for about two hours-ish. Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God only, I mean only by the grace of God, I'm here today. I ended up, you know, in the hospital and... In a place that people who knew me were like, what is going on with her? Because, of course, the consummate performer is never letting anyone see the brokenness. Mm -hmm. And so I just I was living this very duplicitous life of what Mm -hmm. was going on outside versus what was inside. And I, I think that drives everything else I do now is that I know that what you see on the outside of people, especially girls, is very rarely what's really going on inside. Right. And uh, man, I mean, our hearts break for that moment. But you, again, through God's grace, you're able to crawl out of that dark place. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to describe that. Um, I would love to tell that story because it's a chance to talk about one of my favorite humans. Yeah, tell me. My dad. um, Mm. I'm named after him. He's precious. And I woke up in a hospital bed on suicide watch, which is crazy. And even now it doesn't feel real. And I looked up and there was my dad. He'd driven all night to get to where I was. And he said, whatever this takes, 
for however long it takes. We're there. And what did that feel like to you? you it, got, I get tears in my eyes. You right, got tears in yeah. yours. What it, did that feel like to hear your dad say that? It felt like that? in that moment that was the voice of God. Hmm. Like for the first time in my life, I thought this God that my dad has told me about my whole life, you know, and lived out in front of me my whole life. This God is real because those are the words. Those were the exact words that I never knew I needed to hear. But whatever it takes, however long it takes, mm. we've got this. We're going to keep doing that. That sounds like unconditional love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was always there. And I think that's the part that we often miss mm. in our grace stories, whatever they are is that unconditional love is always there. We're just so busy doing whatever it is that we do that we forget to see it. Well, and I think as parents, you know, we've lived more years than our children. And so we know a better path. And so when we fight internally, when we're arguing with ourselves about conditional, unconditional love, to give that wisdom, sometimes accepted, sometimes not accepted, becomes really difficult because we feel... Like we're in a place where we're being demanding or we're not showing that kind of love. And then we self-condemn, right? And it's hard because, you know, Scripture is very clear that, you know, the father disciplines the child that he loves. Mm. And so we, as parents, have to discipline sometimes. And we have to say the hard things. And But I think in that moment... It forever changed the course of my life. I mean, my dad took me back home. He was pastor of this little bitty church in Missouri. They loved me so well. They accepted me, and I did um, the Bible study that I say kind of changed my life, which is experiencing God, Dr. Henry Blackaby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone my age or older, I think, has done it. Yep. And, you know, I just I hit that point. And, and so many times in my life since then, I've come back to that same Bible study and been like, okay, yeah, this is, these things are still true. And it, I fell in love with God's Word in a way I'd never understood it and felt right. it before. And, you know, putting these pieces together, um, you're a daughter who was prayed for, obviously, yeah. by your mom and dad. And that's a wonderful story as to how your parents prayed for you in your moment of crisis. Now you have Cassidy. Mm-hmm. She's your girl. And, in fact, she's about that age. Yeah. When you think about I thought about that before the program. I thought your daughter's about the age you were when you were thinking the best answer to the plight is to end your life. Yeah. Does that? I hope by personality, partially, but also by intentionality, that she has a better grasp. I watch her, and um, in the last year, just I've watched so many prayers that I prayed for years, and I think that's the part as a mom that's hard because we we want the instant gratification right. of the prayer that we pray before they're born to be true the day they are born, right. and sometimes it takes eighteen years for our prayers to come to fruition in their life. And then it's just like, okay, do I trust God? Do I really trust God that his love for her is greater than mine and his plan for her is so much more beautiful than mine? And am I willing to just keep persevering? That is really a, a parent's worst nightmare to find out that your child has attempted suicide. It's chaotic. It's uh, full of guilt and and questions. Danny, a lot of parents are anxious, even if their child appears to be okay on the outside. There's so much in the culture to worry about. There might be something hidden. Uh, Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for a parent who's really uh, concerned? 
Yeah, the anxiety around this makes sense because it is a very scary thing to consider you, that, that your child may be considering in their mind, death by suicide. Uh, it, it is something that has become more prevalent in society and on the news as well. And so as a parent, know that if you're involved, you have a, a, a loving a relationship with your children, already there, you're having a, a, a step towards not having that happen. But what you want to do is not avoid difficult topics with your kids. Ask them the question, have you ever thought about this? It doesn't mean you're going to plant an idea. It's already out there and it's being talked about. Yeah. As a parent, you want to create a safe place for teens to be able to have the conversation around thoughts that may have come up. It's not uncommon for kids to have the thought come up. What if I did this or the curiosity around it? Help them separate from guilt around that. That's just a normal human moment that happens when a thought comes in and you're like, whoa, what, what just came in my mind? And help a teen understand that, that they're, that doesn't mean they're suicidal. That just means the thought came in because they've heard about it. Make sure you're praying faithfully for your kids. Uh, if, you, if you think about the Lord's Prayer, it's about bringing God's kingdom in and in, in asking for his will to be done. And you can request that and petition for that in your child's life and let your child know, hey, I've been praying for you. And this specifically is what I've been praying for you. Text them that, write them a note, show them that you are wanting to be involved in the, in the great times and in the difficult times of your kids. Just say, hey, I know you've struggled with some difficult emotions and thoughts because you're human. And here are some that I've struggled with. Tell me about yours. I mm. want to hear. Let's go for a walk. Let's go out for ice cream. Let's go just connect, especially if you see a change in your kid's life. Yeah. And right, we have a, a podcast series available for parents. It's Knowing the Signs. It's Teen Suicide, Knowing the Signs podcast series. You can find that in our podcast uh, area yep. of Focus we'll on the Family. Mm -hmm. and, and that will give you some signs to look for. Sometimes you don't see the signs, and uh, parents have said that, I didn't see anything happening. In relationship, many times you can see a shift in your son or daughter's emotions and thoughts, and some parents are afraid to ask a question, hey, what's mm -hmm. going on, because yeah. they fear something. Don't be afraid. Step into that place, and then get help if needed, and uh, in the process, be praying diligently, and, and pause whatever you need to pause to connect wholeheartedly with your child. Yeah, and, and for uh, parents who want to know more, again, that podcast will link over to the Teen Suicide Knowing the Signs podcast. That short little series is really helpful. It's a great deep dive. And um, if that doesn't satisfy your anxieties, if that doesn't address where you're at, or maybe you've got something else going on that you're really stressing out about as a mom or a dad, call us here and ask to talk to one of our counselors. We have caring Christian counselors. Our donors make it possible for us to offer a free consultation over the phone to you, regardless of what you're struggling with. Danny, you used to be part of that team. I love the heart yes. for the counselors here at Focus, and they can offer you help and hope. Uh, they're a phone call away, 800, the letter A and the word family, or we'll link over to uh, find a counselor tool and further details uh, in the episode notes as well. And, and John, one more tool I just want yeah. to mention for parents. Alive to Thrive is a training for people that want to influence youth. You're not necessarily in it, 
but you're a youth influencer that wants to know how to enter these conversations confidently and well. And that is Alive to Thrive, a free training as well. And uh, hopefully that's in the show notes as well. We'll put that in the show notes. So lots here. And I haven't even gotten to Terry Lynn's book, which if you just have general anxieties, the normal stuff of life over your kids, and you want to pray the scriptures and uh, more meaningfully and regularly for your children— Uh, donate today to the work of Focus on the Family. Make it possible for us to provide resources like we've talked about. And uh, we'll send a copy of Terry Lynn's book, Praying for Girls, Asking God for the Things They Need Most. Uh, Our number is 800-A-FAMILY, or all the details for all of these great resources are in the episode notes. Next time, why do your best isn't actually helpful advice for your kids. I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.